Welcome to the Photography Q&A podcast. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode six. I'm Andy Jones. Okay, let's start off with the question this week. Which editing software should I use? Well, all right, there are two types. There's paid and free. Depends which way you want to go. If you're shooting JPEGs all the time, 100% of the time, any editor will do. You can do it on your phone. You can do it anywhere. You don't need anything special, but you really should be shooting raw. You're kidding yourself if you think JPEGs are good enough shoot raw you need a software that can edit different types of raw files each camera manufacturer has their own type of raw file they're all slightly different so you need a software that covers obviously the one that you're going to be using but they generally cover all of them all right so we'll start with the free ones which are open source most of them the ones i came across i did a quick search now i've not used any of these free ones i looked at them i didn't download them i read up on them so you're gonna have to do a little bit of investigating yourself It's not like you have to download a free trial because they're free anyway. So try one or two of them. Generally, the ones with the better websites and means they've got more money behind them. So the ones that I picked out based on their websites and the information that they had there were paint.net. Another one was called Darktable, which looked really good. Another good one was GIMP, G-I-M-P. So that's paint.net, Darktable and GIMP. And there's also Adobe Photoshop Express, which is an app and you can use it on your phone, even more importantly, on your iPad or on your Samsung pad or whatever Android pad you've got. So those look like the top options for free. Now, there are going to be limitations with free ones because they don't have the money behind them to give you all the bells and whistles. But if you're happy with the results of your images, just go for it. Don't worry about it. Next, we've got the dedicated raw converters, the paid options. These are programs such as Adobe Lightroom, Adobe Photoshop also you can use, but Lightroom is the one you want to process your images through before you do any alterations with Photoshop. So Adobe Lightroom, Corel Aftershock Pro, which used to be called Bibble Pro, lovely word, Bibble. Um, They got bought out by Corel. Now, Corel used to be the big company that was fighting there with Adobe. Yeah, 20-odd years ago in the 90s, Corel used to be fighting with Adobe for top spot and Adobe won. Aftershock Pro looks like Lightroom. They also have Corel Paint, which is basically their version of Photoshop. So bear that in mind when you're buying. I'll go through some prices in a few minutes. So we've got Adobe Lightroom, Corel Aftershock, one called Capture One, which looks very good but it isn't cheap and it's very odd the way they've priced it. Again, I'll go through that in a few minutes. There's one called DXO Photo Lab. That looked quite good. And another one called Photo Ninja. So we'll start with Photo Ninja. Uh, That costs $119 plus $49 a year after the first year for software upgrades. Next, you've got DXO Lab, Photo Lab, sorry. They have two programs. One is Pure Raw, which is their equivalent of Lightroom. That's $90. And I'm sure there's uh, a price per year after the first year for upgrades. And they also have Photo Lab, which is like Photoshop. And that's 150 bucks. So if you've got the pair of them, you'll be looking at 140 bucks. So that's not a cheap option. It really isn't. Next one, Capture One. Now there's four options. This was really strange to me. As, as a, a Canon shooter, this was very strange. They had four options. The first one... Well, let's start with, we'll go back to front 
there was Nikon for $18 a month, Sony for $18 a month, Fujifilm for $18 a month, and then for every camera for $24 a month. So I'm assuming that includes Canon. So if you're a Canon user, they're, they're screwing you over for another six bucks a month. And I, I won't use them just for that. That's insulting. Anyway, if you're a Nikon user or Sony, Fujifilm, whatever, you're probably smiling, but $18 a month seems a little high anyway. Then we've got Corel, the Corel Aftershot Pro. That seemed quite reasonable at $63.99. Again, when you buy things for a lump sum, after the first year, your support ends and all the upgrades end. So you're going to be paying more. It didn't actually say on the website, which was a little, makes me wonder. Probably find out after you've paid. Corel are a good company though, I will say that. Next, we've got Adobe Lightroom. Now, Adobe run the Creative Cloud, where they have all their softwares and there's a crazy long list of different softwares for all the creative businesses out there and for photographers they have Lightroom and Photoshop which are both incredible programs on their own but for ten dollars a month you get both of them there are some other programs that come with it which you can use you get free access to all the Adobe fonts if you're doing web pages or graphics or whatever But the main thing is this Lightroom and Photoshop that is updated on a regular basis, once every month, twice a month, and it's incredible. It is the industry standard. So for doing my RAW files, I run them all through Lightroom Classic first. You can download a copy to your computer, or you can use the version on the cloud. I download mine to my computer, and you just need to have an internet connection when you're using it so it it knows it's you. I can't fault it. It just gets better and better. Anyway, there are some others available. There is one called Affinity Photo. Never heard of that one before, but you could have a look at that one. I didn't check the price on it. Another one that I've used before is ACD, and then the word C, -C S-E-E, ACDC Pro. I used this about 10 years ago for a short time. I used it because you could alter the EXIF, which is X. Oh, sorry, E-X-I-F, and it's all the information within the file. It allowed you to put your name in there and some other stuff, and I was using it to post my pictures, my images, on my website and have them for sale through PayPal. It's probably more than 10 years ago, and it was an excellent program. I only used it for the EXIF side of things. Another one I used back when it first came out, a free version of it. I think you pay for it now. It's called Irfan View. I-R-F-A-N View. And I used it for making uh, logos, GIF files with transparent backgrounds to use as logos on my websites. Again, I haven't used it since probably the 90s. I think I probably used it for two or three years. So I really can't give you a report on that, but it's been around since 96, so it must be pretty good. So give that one a look as well. So if you decide to shoot RAW, which you better be, I'm going to be very upset, you need a process. And basically the process is you import the images from your SD card or compact flash card into Lightroom. It puts it into a catalog that you will name. Then all the images will be displayed. And basically I go through and I pick all the ones I want to keep. I have a quick look at them. If we've got two the same, I have a quick look at both of them a couple of times. And I just pick one and I delete the other. And I cut them down to the bare minimum. I don't want hundreds of pictures when 10 will do. There's no point. You just confuse your customers. Anyway, go through them. Pick your keepers. Once you've finished doing your images and they're all exactly how you want them you then export them as jpegs and you export them at 300 dpi dots per inch that is like an industry standard if you're going to send anything off for printing but wise they'll want 300 dots per inch so 
you're not gaining much by going higher than that but anything below you're going to get more grain in your pictures when it's printed so now you need to choose which software you're going to use have a look at them download trials if you can give them a try if you don't like them move on the main thing is when you're using any whichever software you're going to use and you're going to be bringing pictures in if you're going to do a shoot of a family you might have 100 pictures 200 pictures whatever you're going to bring them in try to get into a routine of doing the same steps every time because when you get really busy it'll save you a lot of time if you're doing it different every time you're retraining yourself every time you don't want that you want to use the same steps so it becomes a habit and it'll save you tons of time down the line if you're not sure which one to get like i said try the trial versions anyway i think we covered everything there we've gone through most of the programs shoot raw get some good software and learn how to use it all right so next week's question is how does the exposure triangle work i'll give you a full explanation and hopefully you'll be shooting in manual mode using the information that i give you so i'll see you next week hope you enjoyed this week stay safe and bye <laughs>